0: Welcome to Entertaining a Conversation, the podcast where we always entertain conversations about things that are entertaining. I'm your host, Mr. Sir. Guys, thank you so much for joining me once again this week. This week, episode 20. This is the 20th anniversary of this podcast. Thank you so much for uh, being so supportive. Thank you for uh, all the um, feedback, all the support that I've been getting from the beginning. I really appreciate it. And that I by that, I mean all the support i've been getting since last year when i started this venture uh i i, I really really appreciate it thank you so much uh the, you, you guys uh were expecting a bonus episode last week i'm sorry i didn't uh post that it's because i've been I, honestly i've been falling behind a little bit i did not get a chance to see the protege i did not uh make it to my uh to my showing for the the card counter Uh, i didn't see either of those movies so uh, at the end of the day it would have been an episode with four movie reviews so it would have been a 15 minute long episode so i was like you know what screw it i'm just gonna add it and tag it along to this one so we're gonna have a very very normal episode today i'm gonna discuss a bunch of things a lot of things happened over the past week uh, that we need to discuss and then we have uh, reviews again. So we're going back to normal this week. Thank you, uh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for uh, letting me adjust myself to uh, to everything once I've been uh, since I've been back from my trip. I really really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's not waste any more time. Let's get right down to it, ladies and gentlemen. the news. Well, this weekend the news guys, we have uh, well, first of all, we have unfortunately an obituary uh rest in peace to michael k williams uh brilliant actor from the wire and uh many many other projects a fantastic fantastic character actor uh we also have to say goodbye to michael constantine who is best known as the father in my big fat greek wedding for those of you who have seen it and by those of you who have seen it i'm assuming it's everybody and uh, rest in peace to Jean-Paul Belmondo, who is also a French actor who acted in most of uh, Godard's French expressionism movie movies. Sorry, um, back in the uh, in the early years of uh, French exp- uh, expressionism cinema. So thank you, uh, thank you for all your contributions, and may you all rest in peace. Uh, it's a very sad day. Moving on from the sad stuff. I'm sorry, by the way, if I'm speaking a bit. Um, i'm sorry i'm sorry if i'm speaking a bit a less a a bit a a little lower than usual um my 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 nose is completely stuffed uh allergies are not fun right now so i'm really really sorry um i don't always sound like this (laughs) for for those who know so uh so thank you for thank you for your tolerance really appreciate it thank you for your understanding Uh, yeah, moving on. We have a new, naturally, naturally we got the new trailer and the new poster for the new Matrix movie, The Matrix Resurrections, um, coming in December. Oof, uh, so, so when the, when they released the, the teaser, uh, I don't know if you guys looked it up, but like essentially they released a poster with a, uh, a, a blue pill and a red pill and uh, then they launched a website, which I believe was the same website they had for the first Matrix movie back in the day, uh, whatisthematrix.com. So if you, go in, if you go on that website, then you have the same poster. You can click on the blue pill or the red pill, and you have two kind of personalized teasers uh they even sorry they even mention in the in the teaser they even mention like the time that it, it is like so it's a chance it's, it's uh, uh, sorry about that it's essentially generated uh a, a, every every minute there's a new kind of trailer experience that's generated you depending on luck or depending on the time of the day you can get a new trailer. And there's, and there's two options if you click on the red pill you get the red pill side of the the argument, so you know Morpheus's side, and if you take if you click on the blue pill, you get the people in the Matrix side. So you get two teasers, and they're both personalized depending on the time you go and depending on how lucky you are. That I thought was genius. I was like, wow, this is amazing marketing. Uh, the the idea that they're going this far means that they might have a lot of faith in this film. Um, you know it is Matrix, so uh, it's a franchise. that's going to make money either way. But I'm just saying, like I I, th- I thought that looked neat. Uh, and then they released the trailer uh, on Thursday and I am still not sure how to react to that trailer I mean it's definitely cool to renew uh, our relationship with those characters I think everybody is very I'm sorry I, I think everybody is very fond of, of Neo and, and Trinity and unfortunately Morpheus is in there but you know the entire world that the Wachowskis created with the first trilogy, I think, is is something that they can always go back to if they want, to, if they realistically want to make money. But um, so so the nostalgia factor is definitely there, and I'm definitely going to see it. However, I think that I I, I the, well naturally the movie doesn't look like the the old Matrix movies used to look like. It looks like Matrix got a four K restoration. <laughs> um, like even the even to all, all the way down to the little details like when you see in the trailer when you see I'm sorry I'm so sorry when you see um, someone turn into uh, one of the agents like even that looks way too HD or it doesn't look rough enough around the edges edges sorry to, to look like a matrix film at least one that I'm used to so I don't know I I really this feels like a new thing a completely new thing that just so happens to be in the matrix universe uh, I'll give it a chance for sure I'm, I'm, I'm really excited I just I don't know what to think about it and I don't know yeah I just I don't know this it, the, the trailer didn't do anything for me if I'm uh, if I'm being real so we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens with that. It's coming out in December. I believe around Christmas time, like December twenty second. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah, if you haven't if you haven't done it though yet, uh, I I would suggest that you go on whatismatrix It's a lot of fun, and it's it's brilliant, brilliant marketing. So I'm really I'm excited, but ca- remaining like I shared on my Instagram, I'm I'm remaining cautiously optimistic about this film. We also got uh, a new images for uh, and a new trailer for the Adam McKay uh, star-studded movie that's coming out on Netflix at the end of the year. I believe it's December 12th or something like that. Uh, the movie uh, Don't Look Up, which stars uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Cade Blanchett, Jonah Hill, um, uh, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi... Are in that film uh, who else am I missing Rob Morgan Mark Rylance Tyler Perry Timothy Chalamet uh, Kate Blanchett I said yeah Ron Perlman so you know stacked stacked cast to the gill you, you to the gills you even have Matthew Perry Chris Evans in, in smaller roles like yeah the, that, that movie looks that movie is stacked uh, it tells the story of two... And this is the description off Wikipedia here. This, the, the film tells the story of two low-level astronomers who, on, who go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. Uh, and I believe... Well, not I believe. It's been confirmed that the two, those two scientists are going to be Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, and it's directed by Adam McKay, who's made, I think, really, really great films over the past couple of years especially with vice and the big short uh which was his dramatic turn uh in in some way and uh and obviously he's made he's made himself famous with movies like anchorman and uh give me a second i gotta go sneeze Alright, guys i'm back thank you thank you for uh thank you for being so patient uh i i have a feeling this won't be the last time it happens on this podcast so just a heads up so yeah uh as i was saying adam mckay yes so he uh he did like, he had a dramatic turn in the last couple of years he did vice uh which was the movie about dick cheney with uh, christian bale uh he also did the big short which was a movie about the um the housing market collapse in two thousand and eight. Uh, so those those movies were critically acclaimed, and I think I think Adam McKay is a brilliant uh, dramatic director. He did make his name with uh, comedies like Anchorman, like Step Brothers, like the other guys. But uh, but but I'm all for this uh, new Adam McKay uh, dramatic turn since twenty fifteen. I think he's been doing a great job. He also wrote uh, part of the script for Ant Man as well so uh so this looks promising the only thing is i i i cannot stop i cannot help myself but think uh that some costumes are a bit silly like if you look at jennifer lawrence's wig in that film it looks a bit off but you know there there are trailers there are images so you know until we see the final product we won't be able to completely judge but uh, but the movie you know whenever you got Leonardo DiCaprio and, and Jennifer Lawrence I guess they've both been making great choices, uh, not only in recent years but pretty much all throughout their career. So uh, very excited to see where that that how that goes. Speaking of Netflix, another movie that's gonna release on Netflix is uh, The Guilty by uh, Antoine Foucault, which is um, The Guilty is a remake of a Danish movie. Uh, and uh, the Danish movie has the same name it's also called the guilty this one stars Jake Gyllenhaal uh, and uh, it's it's essentially a a police dispatcher uh, who uh, gets a phone call from a woman who is being held hostage from what I can uh, gather and uh, it looks very scary from the trailer Uh, if you guys uh, are so inclined to watch it I, I think it looks really really tense it's uh, whenever you got Jake Gyllenhaal in a movie, I think it's uh, it's an automatic win, in the sense that at least you have one of the, the one of the aspects of your movie covered. I don't think I've ever seen Jake Gyllenhaal phone fo- phone it in. Sorry, phone it in. I don't think that's ever happened. Um, Antoine Fuqua doesn't have the best record recently, however, he is capable of making great movies. Oh, we've seen it sorry we've seen it with training day uh we've seen it some some way with the equalizer i think i think this film being a remake is going to help uh fuqua make a make a really great film um, and yeah i'm excited to see i'm excited to see how that one goes i'm i'm actually i'm, I'm actually optimistic about this film uh, and i would watch anything jake dylan does so you know there's that as well can't wait for that we also got new trailers for uh, the Edgar Wright movie Last Night in Soho, which has been getting uh, absolute, absolutely rave reviews since it premiered at Venice last week. Uh, that movie stars Anya Taylor Joy, Th- Thomasin McKenzie, uh, and um, the name of the gentleman is escaping me. But uh, but yes, it's about uh, it's a mo- it's a, it's a movie about a. In this new trailer we've gotten kind of more of a clue of what's what's going on here it's Thomas and Mackenzie's character is uh, a young lady that goes into London to study uh, fashion and at the hotel that she stays at in the beginning she uh, starts having visions of 1960s London but they happen to come at a price because the dreams are kind of, uh, the the dreams are kind of weird, and she, she kinds of mirrors, she mirrors, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's, she mirrors Anya Taylor-Joy's actions, who are essentially, who is essentially doing whatever she's doing, like she's essentially mirroring, 's McK- McKenzie's Mackenzie's character in her dreams it's it's this weird you must have seen the trailer I don't know how to explain it especially not in in this state'm I'm I'm a, I'm a bit my brain is a bit foggy here uh but yes uh and she's whenever she's she seems to be whenever she starts dreaming whenever Thomas McKenzie in, ends up dreaming she finds herself in 1960s London uh and it's it's it, it looks very it looks very scary and she okay so i'm reading through so the name of the gentleman in that film is matt smith um and uh yeah so apparently from what i can gather here on wikipedia so anya taylor Joy's character is a young singer who is uh, thomason mckenzie's character is a 1960s idol and apparently she's going to become her in her dreams and she is going to fall in love with Matt Smith's character. And playing Matt Smith's character in the present time is Terrence Stamp, who is a genius actor. Uh, yeah, so that, that, this is what it is. So let, let me just read you the premise here. Uh, hold on. Sneezing pause. i'm back uh so here yeah let me read you the premise according to wikipedia from last night in soho uh so this we're still talking about the new edgar wright film here uh so eloise eloise not really sure how to pronounce her name in english but she's a young woman with a passion for fashion design and a strange sixth sense mysteriously finds herself transported back in time to 1966 london in the body of her of her idol a, sing, a singer named Sandy while in Sandy's body she enters a romantic she enters into a romantic relationship but then she begins to realize that the glamour of the 1960s london is not what it appears to be and the past and the present seem to fall apart with shady and horrifying consequences ah i cannot wait I cannot wait for that movie. That's like I'd say Dune is the most anticipated movie of the year for me, and Last Night Soho is is a strong second. Cannot wait for that film. We also got a new trailer for the new um, Mike Mills movie. Come on, come on. Uh, that's what it's called. Come on, come on. It's it stars Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, it's it's a it seems to like an existential drama. There's not much that's said in the trailer, but I am all for this film uh mike mills can only uh, can only make really great movies it seems uh you know he's already directed uh what's it, what's it called 20th century woman uh he's directed beginners who have had uh r- amazing amazing reviews i haven't seen any of them but i i can only I can only hear so much about him. I've heard so much about both of these movies. And what is cool about this is... Well, cool or not, depending on how you see it. um, Because Mike Mills does a lot of music videos as well, uh, he doesn't make a lot of films. If you look at his filmography, he did Beginners in 2010. then uh, Then he did 20th Century Woman in 2016. And... Now again, this year he's coming out with come on, come on. So that's that's three films in uh, 11 years. It's not a lot. Uh, so so let's I, I guess I guess let's cherish them when they come out and let's uh, let's give them the love that they deserve. I hope that come on come on is good. I have no doubt that it's going to be good. It is produced by A24 stars, uh, one of the best actors in the world in Joaquin Phoenix. I think I think this is a surefire. Contender for the Oscars, or at least uh, going to be in in the discussion for sure. Another movie that we've uh, kind of gone to see uh, more of is uh, Scott Derrickson's new movie, uh, The Black Phone. So it's it's kind of cool because James Wan uh, released uh, Malignant last week, and we're getting a new Scott Derrickson movie. So uh, it seems to me like the horror horror masters uh, are in full swing are releasing movies. I guess we just need a movie from uh, Ari Aster and uh, sorry, Ari Aster and Robert Eggers at this point. Both of them are going to release movies next year. Eggers with uh, The Northman and uh, Ari Aster with Disappointment Boulevard, which I hope is still slated for next year, which also stars Joaquin Phoenix. I'm really excited to see what happens. But yeah, Scott Derrickson's new horror film is called The Black Phone. It reunites the director with Ethan Hawke. Those of you who don't know, Scott Derrickson and Ethan Hawke made one of the scariest movies of all time together uh, called Sinister. If you haven't seen it, I 100% recommend it. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, and they're, re- they're reuniting to make this movie called The Black Phone uh, this movie's about uh, here's the short little synopsis here. It's, it's a boy adopt, uh, a boy adopted ah Jesus, I'll get it. A boy abducted by a child killer and locked in a basement Start rece- starts receiving calls on a disconnected phone from the killer's previous victims. That looks awesome. I've actually heard about this. I, I listen to a lot of movie podcasts and, and, and go around on, on movie websites a lot. Uh, I've I've actually heard the, about this film because it's I believe it screened at CinemaCon uh, a couple of weeks ago and it looks or the trailer did and it looks it looks awesome I'm I'm really really excited for anything Derrickson does uh, he 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 does really really good horror he also does really good you know he did Doctor Strange he wanted to take. Uh, Doctor Strange in the MCU and wanted to uh, he also wanted to direct Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness which is the next uh, which is the sequel it's coming out in March and he wanted to take that he wanted to take the Marvel Cinematic Universe into, into more of a horror realm and unfortunately they, they the MCU executives uh went in, in another direction, unfortunately. But uh, I, I love what Derrickson does. I think he's a brilliant filmmaker, and I'm really, really excited to see uh, The Black Phone. Really, really excited to see it. I'll be there uh, opening day, for sure. As I am with most movies. I was... Uh, I actually saw Malignant on Friday. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. I actually saw Malignant on Friday. I'm going to see The Eyes of Tammy Faye on Thursday, so that's just my that's just my gimmick. That's just my gimmick. Please don't mind as I slowly take a Kleenex to my nose. Wipe it off. I know you don't need that many details, but this is what you get. I'm sorry. Uh, Yes. So, Scott Derrickson, horror, can't go wrong. I'll be there. Uh, This is the best piece of news for me because Christopher Nolan, as you guys uh, know, is my favorite movie director of all time. He has... Uh, been der- talking to multiple studios uh, about a f- about his next film. He's going to direct a film about J. Robert Oppenheimer uh, who is the, the, the person who developed the atomic bomb during World War II. Um, one, I think that Nolan should not detonate a real atomic bomb for this film. I know he likes to do practical effects i'm hoping he doesn't actually uh drop a nuke (laughs) that would be something wouldn't it no i don't think it's i don't think he would I, i you know i think i don't know why i'm making a case for this this is clearly a joke but uh uh you know there's a there's i guess there's a part of me that thinks nolan is a crazy bastard and is going to figure something out (laughs) <laughs> I'm just joking. He's not he's not actually going to detonate a new kizzy. Of course he's not. Uh so so that's that that's one thing. Uh second thing, I'm pretty sure Sony is going to get this. Sony is one of the um last studios that's not doing streaming. I know they have a deal with Netflix, but I believe they still prioritize the uh, the theatrical experience and they still they still Make most of their most of their movies uh, release exclusively in theaters. So I th- I think that's going to be a very a very big. Uh, naturally, we know it's a it's a very big point of contention for Chris Nolan, uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, and also I think that uh, him and Tarantino might have conversations because Sony picked up. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood from. Quentin to tarantino in the, the summer of 2019 and it, and it paid off and it paid off really really well for him so uh so i think sony gets it i don't think he goes back with warner brothers especially with what happened this year uh with the day and day release and with uh christopher nolan being very very mad at the studio for that uh, for those who don't know, Christopher Nolan was very, very mad at Warner Brothers for deciding to release their films in theaters and on HBO Max on their streaming service uh, the same day. Every one of their movies this year is releasing the same day on streaming and in theaters, and Christopher Nolan believes in the theatrical experience. So, um, so it caused a rift between those two, and, and naturally, Warner Brothers had has been there for Nolan for most of his movies at this point in his career so it was a big, it was a big deal but now i think sony is going to get christopher nolan's next film it remains to be seen we'll see what happens uh guys i'm sorry gotta be back uh i'm gonna be right back just gonna go blow my nose a bit thank you I'm back. I I I really appreciate you guys sticking with me. I really wanted to talk movies today and uh, I could have easily just skipped this podcast, but I'm I'm happy to be here and, and thank you. Thank you for being so patient. Uh so let's move on. We don't have uh, we don't have all day, do we? Um uh, funnel tidbit of news, uh Shang-Chi crushes at the box office in at the first weekend of its release. Uh, which was Labor Day weekend. It records ninety million dollars. That is fantastic, guys. Thank you for uh, for going to the movies to support that movie. I know it's I'm no, I'm not paid by Marvel or anything, but I'm just so happy that movie theaters are making money. Uh, thank you, thank you. If if you if you went to watch Shang Chi in theaters, thank you. And I hope you I hope you have the same. Oh Jesus. I hope you have the same energy for Dune. I really do because we need Dune part 2 apparently. We we need it really bad. Um so so not going to not going to spend much more time on this. Uh we also learned that Owen Wilson is going to star in Disney's Haunted Mansion remake and I think also if I'm not mistaken, I think Tiffany Haddish is also uh added to this cast. Let's let's take a look here. uh the haunted mansion owen wilson this is what we do guys this is what we do you guys are used to it during my uh doing my research live yes so owen wilson tiffany haddish and lakeith stanfield is uh they're both they're all three of them are uh joining the cast for the haunted mansion reboot i'm really really indifferent about that movie but i'm really happy that uh lakeith stanfield is getting a, a big uh franchise role in a, in a big disney movie i love that dude and uh i can only i, I can only imagine what he's going to do in the next couple of years i think that that guy is is poised for an oscar at some point uh, and, and i'm really excited to see him make make bank I'm really really excited so, uh, so good, good on all three of them. I hope the movie's good. I'll be there. I'll be there to watch if it's uh, if it if it gets, not not even if it gets rave reviews. I'm gonna be there either way. I saw Space Jam for you guys. I'm gonna see anything. Uh, moving on. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's next film. They finally, uh, he finally settled on a new on a new title. It used to be that the working title was Soggy Bottom. Uh, now the movie's called Licorice Pizza which uh you know <laughs> there's not much to be said about that i'm going to be there either way like I, i'm going to watch paul thomas anderson's new movie you just need to tell me that it's paul thomas anderson's new movie and i'll be there you know the, the, the guy is, is you know, there will be blood boogie nights uh phantom thread inherent vice uh dude can't do no wrong you know uh so you know, like I, there's, there's no way I'm not seeing his film, whether it's soggy bottom licorice pizza or uh, whatever, whatever you want to uh, name him, name the movie, whatever you want to name it, uh, I'll, I'll be there. You know, like, and I knew I was gonna forget some movies like Magnolia, The Master, that dude, punch, punch drunk, uh, punch drunk love. That dude can only make masterpieces. And Licorice Pizza has a really, really Stacked cast uh, It has uh, Bradley Cooper Maya Rudolph, Ben Stiller John C. Riley. It has Cooper Hoffman Who is, uh, I believe, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son uh, Ben Stiller John C. Reilly uh, It has Benny Savdy, uh One of the Safdie brothers Tom Waits, Sean Penn Christopher Walken It's a cast, my friends It's a cast so I uh, can't wait to see PTA's new movie. Uh, it's slated to come out. I believe it was at the end of the year. It's slated to be to be released on November twenty sixth. Can't wait, can't wait. I'll be there. Speaking of other movies that are coming out at the end of the year, uh, Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del Toro's new movie has been moved to December seventeenth. Uh, I believe it was uh, slated to release like a couple weeks earlier. Uh, but the fact that we're getting official news on this film is is awesome and that cast my friends, that cast is something, it also has Bradley Cooper so big year for him Pete, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson and Guillermo Del Toro movies for Mr. Bradley Cooper this year, we also have Kate Blanchett, we also have Willem Defoe, Tony Collette Richard Jenkins, Ron Perlman, Rooney Mara Holt McElhaney uh, Tim, Bla- Tim Blake Nelson Uh, we also have David Stratham. so uh, yeah wow Uh, can't wait Uh, it's been a while since we've seen Guillermo del Toro Uh, his last sorry his last movie was uh, his last movie was The Shape of Water and he won an Oscar for it so really really hyped up to see uh, what happens with this here uh to the last little bit of news mad max fury road prequel called furiosa has been delayed one whole year so it was supposed to, to release in 2023 it's now going to release in 2024 that's the movie with anya taylor joy chris hemsworth and yaya abdul mateen it is a prequel uh, it's a prequel to the Mad Max Fury Road movie. It's a prequel on Furiosa's character. So it's essentially Charlie Sterren's character in that film, but younger. For those who didn't know, that was a thing. I think I talked about it on the podcast, but I just wanted to keep you updated. Uh, so, so yeah, so it's delayed one year. So, I mean, at this point, it's 2023. 2023, I can wait. If we're still alive in 2023, I am happy to wait an entire year uh, other bit of news venom let there be carnaged has uh the, the release date has moved up two weeks so it had been delayed to october 16th from september oh uh, was supposed to, to, to release in september now released in october and now it's releasing on october 1st so it moved up another two weeks for those of you who are excited for venom you guys will be uh able to see it in about two weeks which is cool um Halloween Kills is going to premiere on Peacock and in theaters on the same day. So you guys, uh, all of the uh, unvaccinated people who cannot access movie theaters without a passport or all the people that don't feel safe enough to go to a movie theater, you guys will be able to see Halloween Kills the day that it gets released, which I believe is October 15th. Uh, so that's very exciting. Really cool. But I hope I still hope it does well uh, in theaters. Not that I don't want anybody at home to see it, I, I I do. I want everybody to see the movies. I just think that movie theaters need a bit of a of a push in the in the right direction these days. And uh, speaking of that, uh, Disney has, uh, and I believe this is a direct consequence from uh, Scarlett Johansson's uh, lawsuit. Disney is going to debut the rest of the twenty of the films uh, on their twenty one. Uh, their 2021 schedule they're going to debut them exclusively in theaters so all of the disney films marvel star wars all of these films for the remaining of the year remainder of the year are going to be exclusively released in theaters they're going to have an exclusive theatrical window before they uh they are made available on vod so that's that's good uh you know the the, the the balance in the force. I guess you know, like Halloween Kills releases on the same day, uh, HBO Max releases on the same day. While well, Disney was like, okay, well let's let's give a bit of a let's give a bit of a push to the movie theaters, which is good. Uh, thank you, Scarlett. Thank you very much for that. Uh, and last bit of news. Uh, we're not going to spend much time on that. But Morgan Freeman, Al Pacino, Helen Mirren, and Danny DeVito. Uh, are uniting for a retirement home noir called Sniff. Sniff is what I've been doing this entire podcast. I'm about to do it again. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm on. Uh, aren't allergies just the worst? I don't know if you guys I don't know if any of you guys get like seasonal allergies but oh my god oh they're hitting me full swing. I've been having them for 3 weeks now. I know I I've been kind of it's, it's I have haven't shown it much on the last couple episodes but damn like these these allergies are are, are they're annoying. They really are to be completely honest with you so yeah just to finish uh, morgan freeman al pacino alan Mirren, danny devito i just mentioned their names so i'm sorry if i'm going through them quickly we gotta get moving here uh <laughs> i am my own producer after all uh morgan freeman al pacino helen Mirren, danny devito they're gonna make a movie it's a it's a it's a new film noir uh and it takes place in a retirement home so that's all you need to know I don't know I don't even know who the director is I don't know when it's coming out but I know it's happening and I'm excited for anything Al Pacino does really uh, and Helen Mirren and and I guess Danny DeVito and I guess Morgan Freeman like I, I'm excited for for all four of these guys but whenever Al Pacino is in a movie he's one of my favorite actors of all time so whenever he makes a movie I have to pay attention however I, I can always I can never forget the comments that Al Pacino made um, like a year ago and I think I reported on this on my podcast last year when I started Uh, Al Pacino essentially said that his new challenge as an actor at this stage of his career was to star in very very bad movies and try to make them mediocre like he essentially tries his challenge is essentially to star in bad movies so he can make them a little less bad which i think is hilarious honestly oh sorry my nose is itchy okay uh so we're done we're actually done for the news so thank you for uh, thank you for for being here for this uh we're just gonna go uh, cut right uh, to uh, a couple words from my sponsors and, uh, and we'll be back for reviews thank you Are you a man in the Montreal area and in desperate need of a haircut? Perhaps your beard needs grooming? Or maybe just, just maybe all you need is a simple lineup, an outline. Well stop looking right now, because your next barber is right around the corner, and his name is the MTL barber. The MTL barber takes care of all of your grooming needs, and beyond. From the haircut, to the hot towel shave, he will help you fulfill your full potential and give you the look you were born to have, all with the best and most trusted hair products on the market and the most affordable prices. For additional information and or to book your appointment now, which, you know, at this point, let's face it, guys, you don't have much of a choice, visit the MTLBarber.com, The MTL Barber. Motivation, transformation, lifestyle. And as always, you guys, the marvelous marvelous music you hear on this podcast is provided by the talented and genius ollie Sin 9000 from the music producing group ots sounds you can follow them on instagram at ots dot sounds that's at ots oscar tango sierra <laughs> dot sounds thank you so much ollie Sin 9000 for the wonderful music you provide to us every week You're a real champ for it, and and you're making that podcast so much better. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, You can also follow me on uh, Instagram at Entertaining Conversation. It's the name of the podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter, sorry, at Mr. Sir Pod 94. So that's at Mr. Sir Pod, P O D, like Podcast 94. You can also follow my Facebook page, Entertaining Conversation with Mr. Sir. It's the name of the podcast. And, uh, yeah, please don't hesitate to, uh, share, like, subscribe, comment. Uh, I post movie reviews every week. I try to post news. I've been a bit behind, uh, but I'm getting back into it, uh, back into the thick of things, uh, over the course of this week, next week. So you're going to see the social media popping again. Uh, thank you for, uh, thank you for everybody who does interact. Thank you for all the support, uh, and, and, uh, and I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing this until the wheels fall off my friends. So, uh, so thank you. Thank you so much for supporting. And I hope, I hope to see this podcast, uh, make it, make it big one day. Just, just putting it out there. So I'm counting on you. Uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, that's it. So that this is it for the sponsors. So, uh, and this is it for, for my plugs here. let's, let's get down to it. Shall we? Let's, uh, let's, talk about movies let's talk about new movies let's talk about reviews it's been a while since I've done this on the real podcast here uh, so I have four movies to review with you guys this week uh, we're gonna start with prisoners of the ghost land by uh, Japanese director Sion Sono I like that movie I think it was too weird for its own taste in the sense that I feel like some of the weirdness you know, Sion Sono is known for weird, really, really weird, really, really weird and gonzo movies. Uh, and, and this movie is like the aesthetic and the whole premise. It's about a, a, a an ex-convict that's uh, in, in kind of like a cyberpunk type of old western town in Japan. It's 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 just, it's it's really, it's like the far west, but in Japan and this american dictator i guess like the mayor of the town looks like he looks like you one of those like rich cowboys from western movies he offers nicolas cage who's the, who's the convict he offers him uh, he offers to let him go if he can bring back his niece or his daughter i don't remember from 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 a ghost from a ghost land essentially from from a, a place that's uh from from a from a town that's been um that's been kidnapping supposedly people and where people kind of become ghosts. It's really hard to put into words what happened in that town. Because the aesthetic is really weird the people don't talk a lot. Uh, uh, but like essentially it's it's time has stopped there and they're getting shafted by uh, the rich cowboy and the, and in that town, so they they're kind of like the oppressed, uh, and they and they they kidnapped you. I they kidnapped her. Uh, they well the, the cowboy thing they kidnapped her, but she she ends up being there on her own, and essentially yeah. So essentially, Nick Cage's character has to retrieve her or else he uh, like he's given a suit and his suit will explode. Like they have he has explosives on his on his wrists uh, around his neck and uh, on, on his balls as well which is uh you know for any man uh, listening to this podcast very very peculiar uh, and very the the prospect of, of explosives on your balls is is not really something we like to think about it it, it hurts it hurts like it hurts a lot so <laughs> you know yeah so this dude has to retrieve this this he has to bring back uh, this rich cowboy's daughter or niece, uh, bef- he has five days to do it, otherwise, the entire suit explodes. Uh, and and I'm, uh, I'm definitely paraphrasing a lot here, but uh, it's a really, really weird movie. And I think that the weirdness, although sometimes is really cool, doesn't serve the story well in the sense that sometimes I would take less weird so that the story would flow better. And so that it it is an artsy movie, but sometimes I feel like it, it could have been less artsy, so we could have gotten more glimpses of, uh, you know, more dialogue or more things that could have made under, could have made us understand the story better. It's it's really it's a really really strange film. They have some cool action scenes. Uh, the characters are, are, are fascinating. Nicolas Cage, I feel, in, since his his quote unquote comeback with Mandy. Uh, he's done Color Out of Space. He's also done uh, Willy's Wonderland. He's done Pig, which is my favorite film of his since he returned. But I feel like this is... Uh, I feel like this film is more of the Nicolas Cage that we're used to. You know, the guy that got, kind of goes nuts here and there. I, f- I feel like, like this is definitely the Nick Cage we got in this. So I was I was happy about that. I just think the film was a bit too weird for, for its own right. Uh, another movie another weird movie I watched was Emma EMA. Uh, it's a movie by Pablo Loren who also directed uh, Jackie, which uh, had Natalie Portman play Jackie Kennedy and get absolutely rave reviews. He's also producti- uh, he's also directed sorry, uh, movies. Uh, he's he's Chilean, so he's made movies in Chile. Uh, he's made the club. He's made No, uh, a movie called No, uh, and uh, he's he's a fantastic director. He's actually directing this year. He's directing uh, what's it called? Spencer. He's directing Spencer with uh, with Kristen Stewart, the movie about uh, Princess Diana. So he he's a fantastic director, and this is one of his because uh, you know obviously he's making movies in the United States now. This is one of his Chilean movies uh called Emma and uh, it's about a couple who uh, they essentially they they adopted a kid and then they gave it back because the kid was uh, causing problems and uh, essentially they're, they're broken because of it they both they both suffer from you know judging they, they, they both get judged by by the people they work for he's a he's a director of a dance troupe. And she is part of that of that dance group, so, uh, like the, the yeah so the, the the relationship sours between the both of them, and they both get judged by everybody, and the whole implications of her being a bad mother, uh, but also parallel to that, like you see, she wants to she wants to f- free herself, but she also has a plan to bring back the kid. It's a, it's a character study it's not for everybody it's a very very slow movie Uh, it's uh, yeah it's it's a very very slow movie it's a drama it's a character study it's it's a hell of a character study Uh, what's the lady's name Mariana Di Girolamo she plays Emma and she is uh, phenomenal like I you know like her I was 100% sold on her character uh, and uh and uh yeah, I can, I don't really want to say like I, I, there there is there is a def when I say that the kid is causing problems, I'm definitely not going into more details, uh, because that has a lot to do with the story and what she wants to do to bring the kid back and how she feels uh losing her kid. it's 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 a really, it's a fascinating movie. And uh, I I would recommend you watch it. I honestly, it's on Apple TV. You can rent it on Apple TV Plus. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it had its premiere all the way back in twenty nineteen at the Venice Film Festival, and it recently just got released in some of the movie theaters here. Uh, but I watched it. I watched it at home. It was just easier for me. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's a very 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 good character study. Uh, I would recommend it one hundred percent if you're able to follow along with the subtitles, uh, because it, it is a foreign movie. I love foreign movies though, and, uh, and I know a lot of you guys uh, do as well. So yes, this is a, this is a good one. It's not it's not it's not a masterpiece. It's not like Parasite levels of of grade, but it's I would give it like a seven on ten. a solid seven seven on ten. Moving on, uh, guys. I'm I'm really sorry. Just gonna have to take one last break for sneezing, uh, and for blowing my nose. I'll be right back. All right, guys. I'm back. Yeah. One thing I I forgot to mention about uh, Emma. Uh, uh, Gal Garcia, Ber- ah, Gal Garcia Bernal, uh, who is a, a superstar in uh, in Mexico, who's he has been in movies that you guys know. Like recently, he's been in Old. Uh, he was also in uh, Babel. He was in Coco. He was a voice in Coco. Uh, th- yeah, the voice of the uh, of of the grandma's love interest, the, real, the the real like the you know Hector. That's what his name is, Hector. Uh, yeah, uh he's 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 one of the best actors in the world. Uh he also plays in Emma. He plays Emma's uh hu- husband/ex-husband. Fantastic movie. Just wanted to just wanted to point that out cuz I completely forgot. Uh moving on, another movie review, uh Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh my goodness. I absolutely absolutely love that movie. I don't know anybody that's seen this film that hasn't loved it. Uh think Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So you know it's like essentially a, a very, very, very artsy and beautiful martial arts movie, but also has implications in the in the MCU. Uh, f- phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Uh, Simu Liu, who plays Shang Chi, uh, fits right in. He fits like he he fits right in to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Aquafina was great. Tony Tony Long, man, Tony Long, who plays, uh, who plays shang Chi's father, he he is amazing in this film. He pull he pulls off like an Oscar worthy performance, in, in, in an otherwise uh, in in an action in an action film. He he's he ties the whole thing together. Michelle Yeoh is also very 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 good, which which is interesting because she was also in. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So uh, it's it's a fantastic movie all around. The action scenes are are mind blowing. From the first action scene, there's an action scene and there's a fight scene. I'm gonna start stop calling them action scenes. There's a fight scene in the first, uh, I would say like 10 minutes of the movie, not even five minutes of the movie, that is so reminiscent of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Hero, and House of Flying Daggers and all these films. That like it it had me, it, jeez I'm sorry guys, it had me in the palm of its hand by the first, by the first five minutes, and then you have the scene that you guys may have seen on YouTube. There's a scene that came out. It's it's a fight scene on the bus, uh like Shang Chi fights off a couple guys on the bus on the bus, and I, I it had been a while. Like I've seen action movies or hand to hand combat movies with martial arts, kung fu. Recently, but I hadn't seen one that immersed you into the fight that was going on. Like I, you know, nobody came out this year. It was it was a fantastic film, but in in terms of choreographed fighting, uh, it had been a while since we had seen something like like chi where the fight is is happening. It's very intense, and there's so very little cuts in the middle of those fight scenes. So you see the choreography, you see the work that went into it. It's it's awesome. It's 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 really awesome. Then there's another scene on on the side of a building on a scaffolding. I'm not gonna get into it because I really want you to go in blind, not blind, but I want you to go in with with surprises. Uh, and there's a ton a ton of surprises. Uh, cannot praise this movie enough. It has a really really good dramatic arc that uh, anchors the entire movie. Uh, you know that makes that, that makes the movie, well, obviously it makes the movie better. But it makes all the action scenes and every fight scene and every every character's motivation is made so much better because of that amazing, amazing dramatic uh, story that ties in everything together. I think Des- uh, Destin Daniel Cretton was the best uh, director for the job. Destin Daniel Cretton also directed uh, Short Term Twelve. Uh, and a movie like Just Mercy who which are movies that have uh, that, that don't have any action whatsoever but have em- enormous enormous uh, enormous emotional weight so, uh, so so the fact that they got him for this I, I, I I'm not gonna say anybody could have directed the action scenes. I don't think anybody could have I think it takes a brilliant director and, and Destin. Uh, Daniel Cretton is definitely one of uh, one of the best directors working today. What I'm saying is, I think that movie really needed someone who knows how to handle the dramatic side of a film, and they got they got him, and and he was the he's the perfect man for 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 this job, uh, because because of the dramatic scenes, the the action scenes just mean so much more, uh, and that's what that's what uh, Destin did with that film so I think all around perfect casting perfect crew uh, it's just a perfect storm of uh, everything happening it deserves the 90 million made at the box office I hope it makes more and I hope that once it hits Disney Plus the people who have not been able to see it will uh, jump on the occasion to see it because it's a, v- a fantastic fantastic film it's it's top tier Marvel for me it's it's up there with Guardians of the Galaxy with uh, Thor Magnarok which I love 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 uh it's up there with Doctor Strange it's up there with all those those fantastic movies that uh Marvel have put out uh in the last uh 15 years 14 years of their existence so props to you Marvel for making us care about a hero that no, none of us really know about I didn't know about Shang-Chi before I saw the movie sorry for the chair in the beds. Uh, I didn't know anything about the character before I went in, and uh, now I'm all in. I can't wait to see. I, I I do have a hard time seeing how he's going to like uh, apply all of those sick uh, punch-kick kung fu combos or martial arts combos on guys like Thanos, uh, thinking that maybe the next villain is going to be that big. I'm really curious to see what happens. He does have... Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but there are... Uh, there is the legend of the ten rings. There are rings that you can wear around your your, your wrist. That make you super powerful. So. Uh, maybe that's what he's going to use. If he puts his hands on it. Anyways. I digress. Uh, Shang-Chi. Great film. Uh, don't think it's just another superhero movie. It's not. Uh, yeah. Cannot recommend it enough. And we're going to end on Malignant. I'm just going to sneeze one last time. Thank you. Give me a sec. Oh wow, that was a short one. Sorry about that guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you for waiting. Uh thank you for holding. I really really appreciate it. <laughs> am I a customer service agent or am I not? Huh? Jesus. Replying to you guys like I'm at work. Thank you for waiting. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate your patience. Uh, Malignant, last movie that we're going to review today. I'm really sorry for all the interruptions, by the way, but they were very needed. Um, Malignant. This uh, is a new James Wan uh, horror movie. James Wan has directed movies from Saw to uh, The Conjuring to Furious Seven to Aquaman, and I know two of them are not like the other two, uh, but he he is a horror master. And he had not made a new, fresh, original horror movie in a long time. Uh, and so, this is what that was uh, Malignant. It's a movie about, if you see the trailer, it's about a lady who sees her uh, imaginary friend, quote unquote, Gabriel, and he's wreaking havoc, and she's seeing what he's doing uh through some sort of telekinesis. I mean I know what happened, I'm not telling you, I'm trying to try to keep it vague here. Uh, there is There is a there is a twist in that film. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say right away this isn't one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. It's not a very scary movie if I'm being completely honest. It's spooky. Uh, but there's no like jump scares, there's no like someone going in a dark basement and you're just kind of like on the edge of your seat there's there's none of that it's it's really really grounded there isn't there isn't much to, to be scared about it's it's horrific but it's not scary it's not spooky you, you don't you don't really have the uh, you don't have the same feeling as for example when someone claps their hands next to uh, someone's head looking down the basement I'm thinking about like Annabelle or The Conjuring or, or those some of those movies not that Annabelle is a good movie. I'm just saying it's a bit more scary. It's the uh, malignant is not scary. It's not a scary film. It is, however, a great a really good film. Um the t- the twist I'm sorry. Uh having a hard time breathing here. I don't have covid. I promise you I don't have covid. I'm just my nose is stuffed. Um I tested negative yesterday actually. So I don't have covid. Um it was a rapid test, but whatever uh the uh the the premise of the movie is 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 enough to engage you you don't need to be scared watching this horror movie you don't need to be scared to be interested from the beginning of movie, from the very beginning of the film there's uh a really really cool song in the uh in the uh in the intro of the film i don't know like not not a not a cool song i i wow i expressed myself really badly really poorly today there's not a cool so like there's a there's a really cool score at the beginning when they're like when they're make, when they're showing you the intro with uh the cast and the crew and everything the names and everything there there's this whole there's this whole intro set piece uh, that takes you right into the film uh and the 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 character has so many twists and turns and people in her entourage and you think like she might be into it and then she's she might not be uh part of it and she she, you know like there's just so much mystery and then when you finally get the reveal uh it floors you it really does they do a really really good job james Wan does a really really good job uh keeping the mystery alive uh, the entire time and it's it's it just makes for a really good psychological horror movie not one that scares you not one that has many jump scares but one that just horrifies you by by what you with what you see and by the twist uh ending with the main character at the end so yeah i can i can't I, I i would recommend this movie to everybody even if you're not a horror fan uh, you you're not it's not as it's not a, it's not a scary movie so I, I would be okay watching it if I were you um, I yeah I, I would I, I definitely recommend that film it's definitely fresh it's unique it's something we haven't seen in a long time uh, if, if ever uh, so so James Wan really innovated here and uh yeah the lack of marketing was kind of worrisome for that film it, it in the end it it's, it's it's a brilliant film so uh yeah i recommend that film a lot so shang chi yes uh malignant yes emma yes sure uh prisoners of the prisoners of the ghostland, maybe just know what you're getting into uh so those are the four films that i wanted to review this week uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being there. Thank you for uh, the continuous support. We're down to 20 episodes, guys. Uh, there's, there's there's plenty more coming. I hope to get to 100. I hope to get to 1,000. And I hope to have each and every one of you with me for the ride. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, supporting. And I will, I will talk to you again next week. Sayonara, my friend.